Oh, okay. The look on your face, Alex. I felt like you did. That's just that's face. just his face. It's all right. That's oh. just how he is. <laughs> it's true. It's true. It's true. No, you know what? I am back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, welcome everybody to another episode of This Is We podcast, your unofficial This Is Us after show. Basically, we are the support group that you need in your life. If you are enjoying this, our episodes, our podcast on your own, make sure you share with other people because everybody who has to sit through This Is Us, but out of choice, of course, you, you need a support group. It's necessary. That's how we actually all came to each other because we needed that support system. Mm. We gravitate, gravitated towards each other and we said, everyone else needs to hear what we have to say about an episode after it's been aired. So I am Toby Rachel, also the host of the Yellow Cup podcast and I am an in and out Kevin Pearson stan and this week I have firmly taken place in the hive. There, I said it. I said it. I said it. Okay, Marquise, introduce yourself. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> in and out, Kevin Pearson stand. I said, baby, not that far. Man. <laughs> um, yeah, it is Marquise Davon on all social media. I am the host of the Rational Anger podcast and the Dear Reading podcast. Um, but yeah, I, I still, I, I'll inch into, I'll take a seat at this Kevin support group table that everybody wants to have suddenly. Um, but we'll get into that <laughs> little bit. I still ain't no stand. However, I'm happy for Kevin. Virgo brethren, it's over to you. Cool, and I'm Eden. I'm back. I'm happy to be here from Don't Alert the Stands. And uh, that's, my other, that's my only other podcast. Um, so yeah, so Don't Alert the Stands hopefully should be coming back very soon. Um, and I am here. Find me here. We've missed you, man. We've missed Thank you. Thank you very much. I missed you guys too. I missed you guys too. I can't stop smiling. I'm act- I'm genuinely happy to see Eden. He was like, good oh. for a week. It was a week and we're just like, oh, where was he? Thanks, Where's guys. my friend at? What the fuck? I'm, I'm, feeling the, I'm feeling the love, man. Thank you. I felt like I was going to have a Randall type breakdown and that's not me mocking it. Like Randall genuinely. Right. I was like, okay, I'm ready for the... <laughs> <laughs> he took off his glasses. <laughs> oh took his glasses off and stared mm. intensely into the screen, guys. That's, that's Randall Pearson. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Alex and I'm the host of Time to Talk with Alex Holmes and I'm just a I'm just a black love fan you know just drive, driving up from New Orleans just creating vibes everywhere you go Aww. that's basically that's basically where I've been at for the past few episodes to be perfectly honest with you um, I'm an emotionally intense moments stan like just kind of <laughs> dragging us through the moments and the minutes. Just uh, I'm I'm also a confused at random parts of the storyline, Stan, because I never oh, un- I never really? understood what was happening in this episode for a large percentage of it. And, really? Um, yeah, oh. we'll get into that. A bit. But yeah, um, yes, I love it. I love it all. I love it all. I'm happy. Awesome. I didn't know you had all these emotions. In I had all Alex. the emotions, That's... man. Today. <laughs> on that note how's everyone doing before we get into it how's everyone doing eden how are you 
Do you know what? I've just come off a very long phone call with one of my best friends, so I'm in a very good mood. I went for a walk just before this as well. And I've been finding walks like very therapeutic lately. Um, I go through my bouts of mental health stuff like week on, week out. And then like my therapist just comes and she's just like walk. And I go for a walk and then everything kind of works itself out. So I'm glad to be back. Um, I'm feeling quite healthy. Um, Alex and I are doing this wellness challenge for the month of February. I don't know if he's spoken about it yet, but um, it just focuses on keeping yourself active and getting the endorphins in your body and kind of just trying to make the most of the moment. So going for walks with my parents every day and then coming in and working downstairs of in, instead of in my room and meditating as I do quite a lot and reading all these books, listening to these um, spiritual teachers and kind of like trying to take life as it is. I'm in a very good space um, mentally at the moment. Um, with regards to This Is Us, I'm not going to obviously go into it yet. I know that's the next stage, but you guys were moving mad last episode. Oh, you, <laughs> you guys What was it moving. like listening? <laughs> right. Mad. I don't even remember what I did. President cousin, right there. My cousin messaged me and was like, you guys all need to go easier on Kevin. And I just, I sent her the Ayanla um, gif that said, <laughs> not, on my, not, not on my watch. <laughs> not on my watch. Allow him for what? You like, guys. But low-key, low key, I understood what she was talking about. I understood what she was saying. You guys were going in on the man's humanity. My God. Wow. But we'll talk about it. It wasn't too bad. It was just some things that when I heard back, I was like, well, yeah, he's like a human being, isn't it? But like... <laughs> we'll talk about it Marquise is okay. just there side-eyeing we'll talk we'll talk okay guys. yeah well that'll be our first point Alex yeah. how are you um I'm good I'm good I'm good I'm good um just getting on like as we even said doing this well-being challenge um so I'm up and active uh every morning and um and reading quite a bit quite extensively and yeah I'm just enjoying where I'm at really um just really kind of enjoying time with myself you know mm. and um really taking that those moments to kind of take stock of all the stuff that we've been through from the past year um and kind of like um like envisioning things that are to come um i've created a kind of temple of solitude in my mind that i go to and it's just it's so peaceful and nice <laughs> when when things get stressful and things get too much on the outside and the real with the real world, I just kind of retreat into this temple of solitude because nobody can across it but me. So uh, <laughs> it's all it's all good and um, yeah, I'm just I'm just if I'm not if I'm not buying teas and herbal things, then I'm just um, plotting and scheming along the way. So it's all good. I love it. Beautiful. I'm in, I'm in love with life at the minute. It's nice. Oh, Aww. I love to hear it. Oh, that's so sweet. Oh, look at Marquise cheesing. How are you, Marquise? Uh, I'm good. I um, I actually got out of my routine um, and spent time with me this week, which was super nice. Um, I went to Baltimore. I just I was going to go visit my college roommate. It was just like, all right, get me out of Philly. Um, but homeboy was working most of the time. He had a 11 to 10 p.m. <laughs> shift. So I said, well, I'm in Baltimore by myself. For the most part. 11 so to 10. I took a nice walk. The weather was like 48 degrees. So I said, ooh, it's summertime. <laughs> so I walked outside and said, ooh, 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 ooh. Um, nah, but in all seriousness, it was super nice to just like have my own time. Like I left Baltimore feeling a lot lighter. Because um, I got to just do some internal work. Like 
I was reading what I needed to read. I left my journal though. So like the writing on the notes app don't hit the same low key. Mm, I said, I'm going to mm. I'm going to write my shit out. Um, but I like just got clarity on like personal things that I'm working through. And so I didn't realize like, Oh, this everyday routine. Like I get up, make coffee, go to the bathroom, go drink my coffee, teach, break, teach, do my thing after whatever. Cool. And I said, this routine is killing my inspiration to create. So I like left and I was just like looking over the view of like Baltimore. And I said, wow, I, I'm just like, there's so much in the world. And you just realize when you like overlook a city for a little mm-hmm. bit and see how much mm-hmm. life is out there and how much more you could be doing, but also realize how small the world is and some, how small you are in this big ass world. Um, so I was just having like a good time, but I like found my inspiration to like create again and working on these future projects that I really am excited to like get out into the future. So yeah, I was just like taking stock professionally. I'm happy creatively. I'm happy mentally. I'm in a really good place. Um, and physically I'm just like, I've been doing like my stretches in the morning and I'm pushups and I'm not taking a walk out in the snow though. I don't do snow. I don't do winter. Don't like it. So <laughs> it's kind of killing me and not softly. However, it is a good old time so long-winded but this week i'm feeling light and a lot more in tune with myself so that's good and can i just say just very quickly with the green background and the green bandana you like you're delivering a message to the president saying if you don't (laughs) deliver if you don't deliver food to the camp by 10 p.m okay someone is dying need you to know (laughs) taking the steps necessary (laughs) i just need a war paint Literally, that's all you're missing. My people yeah. haven't eaten for two hours. For Deliver two the hours. food or people are dying. <laughs> <laughs> Today's Fred Hampton. I am yeah. revolutionary. Okay. <laughs> anyway, how's Toby, the queen of the podcast? How are you? Oh, gosh. Um, do you know what? Listening to you guys, this is why I enjoy talking to you guys. I'm, I feel like I asked for us to do this podcast just so I could talk to you guys and learn. Because just listening to you guys made me realise that I don't want to sound too deep, but that I've been holding my breath for a really long time. Like you guys sound like you're exhaling and I feel like I've been and I've inhaled a long time ago and I've been holding my breath. So I need to like do the things I used to do before, like go for walks, write in my journal. Like I have journals, they've not been written in and, you know, the wellness stuff. So I'm good because I've realized that just by listening to you three. So that's my positive spin. Oh, no. glad, you. Yeah. glad we could help you in some kind of way. Um, no worries, no worries. So, episode eight, In the Room, the, the anticipated episode, because I would say it's anticipated aside from Birth Mother, because we knew that eventually the, uh, the surrogate mother had to give birth or something, there had to be a conclusion to the pregnancy and the same with Madison, there had to be a conclusion to her pregnancy. So we knew this day was going to come. I don't think we've ever thought about the fact that there would be the new big three until last week. Did, did I'll Be honest, guys, did you ever consider that this would be the new big three? Sorry, that scene pissed me off. I'm going to be completely <laughs> honest. That scene pissed me off. I agree with Eden because I, I agree thought, with Eden. I was thinking, what in the I don't want to say lazy writing, but I don't. But what in the lack of imagination is this? <laughs> I was just like, so what? This is a franchise now. 
So, like, so now you must pass on all your trauma to these three. These three, these three children. <laughs> like, it's just what good. about if they're learning? Hmm? <laughs> nah, I, when it happened, I just looked at my dad and my dad looked at me. And we were just like... Why are they born on the same day? I just don't understand. I'm just glad it was Kate that said it. Um, that's, the, that's what made it even worse. I can't even front. <laughs> I can't even front. That's what made it worse. But I couldn't take it seriously. When it was Kate saying it, I was like, yeah, I can't take this seriously. Because no one else had ever like pointed out that, oh yeah, there's twins and then there's a singular child. This is three children that could be born around the same time, even though the twins were premature. Like I'm sure someone would have considered that. Please. So I'm glad that was the first time it mm. was said. It's and I hope sad. it's the last time. If there is a spin-off, I am going to lose it. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, no yeah, spin-offs. I don't, I don't yeah, want it. No, there's, there's a French version already. I need to watch the French version. We don't acknowledge that. <laughs> I heard there's an Italian that. version coming through. <laughs> What's This Is Us in French, Alex? I can't remember what it was called. No, what is it in French? Literally in French. See, I would say it's Senu, but at the same time, that's not what the, that's not what the the series is called. Oh. That's what the series is called. So I was just like, I can't, but I can't remember. It makes sense <laughs> for what it was because this is us. It actually mean this is us. It means something. Yeah, you're right. It's else. You mean this is us yeah. means something differently. Sorry, in, I'm in just. English. I'm thinking about the trailer for the French one. That and they done Kate so dirty. <laughs> they got Kate sitting on the floor in the kitchen, yeah, like eating, and there's like ketchup stains on her shirt. And I was just like, <laughs> they done her so dirty. I was like, raw. There's more to her character than that, you know. I'm crying. But, yeah, but in season one, we didn't know that. Remember? Season one, oh, she, was yeah, just this next, she was just this next person. <laughs> All I'm saying is that I got racist vibes. <laughs> from this is us the french version i was watching it i was like i know for a fact that this this black randall <laughs> is traumatized more than the american randall <laughs> was beth in it was there a black beth I no i don't remember seeing a black beth i bet yeah, the, yeah it's france anyway but I mean, much, <laughs> mu- <laughs> much oh, love yeah, to, called, to um, <laughs> much love to the french <laughs> yeah it's called yeah it's called je te promis <laughs> Which means I promise you. I promise you. Yeah. So no one's promising no one anything. And so, so, this, is what, this is what I'm saying. It doesn't mean the same. It doesn't mean the same thing. Mm. But yeah. Yeah. So I mean, this episode, obviously, everyone is clearly in this room wants to talk about. Oh, I didn't mean to do that, but the episode is called "In the Room." But anyway, yeah, any everyone here clearly wants to talk about Kevin. I started off the episode saying that. I just have to accept that I like Kevin. And then when I don't like Kevin, it's the dislike that you have for someone that you care about. And I have come to the conclusion, I can't keep yo-yoing and saying, I don't like Kevin, I like him, I don't like him. Clearly I like him, but when he does something stupid, it pisses me off. Because why when Kevin walked in the room, did I nearly start bawling? (laughs) Like, why? Why did that get to me? (laughs) I hear you on that. I sat back. Really? That part got you? A lot of parts got to me. Nasir Ahmed got to me so much more than anything else. Okay. Nasir, yeah. But Kevin walking into the room and that at that point, because I usually see things coming and I'm there like laughing at that stupid story. And then Kevin walks in and I was like, oh. Because, okay, last week, and I feel like Eden's going to get to me for this. I said that I hope Kevin doesn't make the birth so he can learn a lesson. <laughs> so seeing him actually make the birth, I was like, do you know what? A lot of people... In this pandemic, a lot of women, a lot of birthing people are going through giving birth alone in this pandemic. And I have friends who legitimately gave birth alone and their um, 
partner are in the car park. So all of that became so real to me. Like, it, it must be horrible to give birth all alone, um, especially for the first time. So that's why it, it, it got to me that he he did whatever he could, used his white privilege. I'm glad we didn't get to see it, but I know he used his white privilege yeah. to get to get there. If Will Smith is at an airport and he doesn't have his ID, Will Smith is getting on the plane. It's not white privilege. It's the fact that these people know who he is. Okay. It is a privilege. Don't get me wrong. It is a privilege. A hundred percent. If Serena Williams goes to an airport. Are you comparing have... Serena Williams to Kevin Pearson? <laughs> <laughs> is this what you're doing today? How <laughs> but no, my... They barely let Shonda Rhimes into what Disneyland. Are what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> also, they kicked out They like, kicked out Oprah from a, a designer bag show. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> but Eden, I hear you. And Oprah was in Switzerland. You know what they're like. But um, I hear you, Eden. I do. I feel like... I'll let you have that one. All right, just very quickly. I feel like a lot of the things you guys said about Kevin was kind of wild. <laughs> like, when he was at work, and then he obviously was trying to figure out if he should go and see Madison or if he should stay at work. Who said it was like him... Ran- Randall would have just gone... <laughs> Randall, <laughs> Randall would have just left. That was Toby. <laughs> that was- I was just like... Randall, oh, I, I'm pointing over at I'm pointing over at Alex. Was that Toby? Oh, okay. that, that, that was definitely Toby. I that said he would have just gone. He would have just gone about his business. He wouldn't even look back. <laughs> I was just like away. Randall. Randall would have just left. No, Randall of all people. Randall would have done. Randall, Randall would have done a speech, and then and then that would have just been it. Exactly. That's exactly and what. That's exactly what Kevin did. No, Kevin said, like, no, I can't. Can I just say, Randall has done that. Randall was in a shop when Tess was being born. And he dropped everything and ran. So, yes. I think that's very different to being on the scene at work. Man was picking up eggs and bacon and he just (laughs) went to go see his kid be born. That's fine. This proves my point. I'm harsh on Kevin because I like him. This is is the thing. With Kevin, obviously he's growing. He needs to reach... He needs to reach points where he has to reconsider what would have been automatic for him originally. Mm. So, he's going to say... In his head, should I do this? What should I do? What's the best option? What's the healthy option? So he was going to like say, I need to go rather than just go because he needed to get his feet moving. Um, and then like, again, I can't remember. I'm not going to name any names or anything. But there was a part where someone said that Kevin went to the airport and his entitlement and stuff like that. And I was just like... Why do I feel like I'm being dressed down? (laughs) was Alex. I'm not going to hold. I might have been the nicest one on this episode about... What did I say? I don't know what I said. Someone, I I honestly don't remember who it was. Someone said... It was Alex. I remember Alex specifically saying that. You are throwing people under the bus, Marquis. I'm I'm sorry. To be honest. Someone said that Kevin went to the airport. This is like when the teacher is sick. And then we have a supply teacher and we act up. And then the main teacher comes back and is like, who did that? Who did that? And we're all like, who said that? Who said that? Who said that? No, but like you're saying the entitlement of him going there. But really and truly, if you are in a predicament and you know you have something that you can mention to help you with the situation, would you not do it? Like if I was famous, but I said, and I and my and my wife was giving birth, I would say, guys, like I'm yeah, quite honestly, well known. I don't mean to be that guy. 
whatever. But this, but I did say that. I was like, like honestly though, you would Google them. You could, you could Google them. Like, and literally, yeah. that would be the ID. So I'm just like, so I was kind of thinking about that. But I get you. I get you. And it's funny because like, it's kind of what Toby was saying about with regards when he when when. Marquise did the backtracking signal, <laughs> moonwalking across your, the screen with his fingers. No, I was just saying. I was just saying more to be, more to the point because from the very first point, I like I'm just kind of going back to where we were. Um, when he walked into the hospital, um, I was just like, "Is this episode going to make me like and appreciate Kevin at this point?" And it did. But what I was going to say was there were kind of there were four like really really weird storylines happening. Were there not? Was it four? So we had the Nazir and um, Esther, Esther storyline, mm. which I was confused about all the way through. And um, <laughs> we have the you Kate, lack patience. We, we, we had we had Kate and, um, and Kate and her birth, the birth mother storyline mm-hmm. that included Toby in the car park. We had um, obviously Madison and Randall and Beth. And then obviously when Kevin came back, no, not even that. It was um, Rebecca, Jack and, and Rebecca, Jack, Rebecca, Miguel. and Miguel, and whatnot. So, where do we want to start this week? Uh, hold one, on, real quick. Want, yes, I still got to answer the first question. What was the first question? <laughs> yes, Marquise. Yeah, about Kevin. Yeah. What question? What question was it? What question were we asking? He what knows the question, so he's going to answer I'm it. I about the answer. Oh, I thought you said you have to answer the first question. I was like, what question was asked? Anyway. Y- y- yeah. No, didn't go, about go, Kevin's yeah. yeah. Yes, I did. Go okay. on, Marquis. I know Anyways, what you're talking see, about. I, I you know, Kevin, <laughs> I'll Kevin's growth, man. Oh, look, look, look. I'm not going to hold. When Kevin started telling the story about everything he did leading up to it, and he stopped and said, that doesn't yes. matter right now. Is yes. when I said, "Oh, there's that switch." Thank you, Kevin. I appreciate you acknowledging that, and I appreciate you acknowledging that it's not all about you. Yes. Now, from the last episode, yes, there were some things where I was just like, "He's human, cool." And again, I still think a lot of us see ourselves in Kevin and the messiness of it because it's not that well put together person. So I still get annoyed with him no matter what. However, in that moment, I appreciated that growth. Now, I want to see how he's actually going to continue that growth moving mm. forward. Because I still think that it took me five seasons to actually genuinely start to like Kevin. Like, I think I pitied him and was annoyed by him. This episode, I said, I think we're going to start seeing Kevin build out that foundation. And I, I'm excited to see, like, where this will shift. But I am happy to start seeing, like, oh, he grew in that moment. And I can see his growth in that moment. Mm. So now where will that take him? That is just... My, this is what made me step into the room for the Kevin Pearson support group. I'm just stepping and taking a peek in there. I still feel like he's about to do some dumb shit next episode. <laughs> I didn't even watch the trailer for the next episode. That's how. Oh, it's a it's a Jack story, but keep oh, going. okay, okay. Yeah, I think I think we're finally gonna go back to focusing on Jack. But yeah, so um, Kevin, I feel like Eden has Eden has made us um, repentant. Some people, some hmm. people backtrack. You, Alex. I didn't <laughs> what, what, what was the backtrack? I was summarizing the situation and oh, moving okay. forward with the conversation. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't want to oh, linger on this on Kevin any longer. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> look at look at this shuku right. shuku table. This table shuku shuku table. Who just made it? 
Je désolé. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, guys. So Madis. Oh, oh, je suis. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't say French was one of my languages. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay, quickly, we need to talk about Madison because because uh, it's almost like Madison and her Eden. <laughs> Where's Eden? Just got to you. Sorry. It's just I looked up and he was gone. Um. It was almost like Madison and her plot line wasn't relevant, mm. even though she was the one actually giving birth to twins. It was like she was the thing bringing other people together. But I feel like we still need to talk about Madison because we've spent eight episodes saying she's not going to make it. Do you guys think this woman is going to make it now? Marquise. Y- yes, I, I have a soft spot for Madison now. I, I want to know more about her, um, her background story with her family. So I low-key want a little backstory about Madison. Um, but I have, to, I have two things. One, I do hope that Madison does end up staying around. Um, but two, I also wonder if... I wonder where her and Kevin are going to go now in terms of... Um, their relationship but also if because I feel like uh, Madison my thing with her is just like is she going to be able to recognize and be okay that this is her family now or is she going to self-sabotage and be like ah I don't know if I'm fully comfortable with this because it's kind of like all here and then she kind of retracts a little bit so I know like sometimes when people are open to like these new ideas and new relationships there's sometimes an aversion to it so I wonder how they're going to develop her in terms of growing, using this idea of family with the piercings. Mm. Do you feel like she's become part of the family? No. No. No? Not even after all the cute, cute stuff Randall said to her on FaceTime. She was giving birth. <laughs> okay. Like, <laughs> be there for somebody who's like going through stuff, you know what I mean? Mm. I don't feel like until there is a full recognition of Kevin and Madison, like Kevin and Madison, like there's Beth and Randall, there's Toby and Kate, like until there's a full like Madison and Kevin situation, she is kind of lingering there by, and, and, and the connection is the kids to the family. Do you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I still, and, that's, and that's how I feel about it, to be honest. Mm, I hope not because Madison's growing on me. You know, but the thing is, like, she and like, I, in watching this, I, I kind of like did feel for her a lot more. But it's also, I feel like that. I feel like more needs to happen for her to, for them to fully accept her into. And I feel like she was kind of like really just kind of like she was really on the fringes, not knowing where she stands with Kevin. Kevin not knowing where he stands with her. Like the, the circumstances of how how um she you know how they conceived like how they met like all these different stuff like all that stuff just doesn't it doesn't make sense to a lot of people but again and i think once kevin and madison become kevin and madison then yeah i would like to challenge that Mm -hmm. sorry i got distracted i would like to challenge that what if like, because it sounds like you're saying, like, 
a relationship with the parent the other parent of your child will make you a family member like in comparison to what Toby and Kate have and Randall and Beth have how about even just as a co-parent if Madison doesn't make it in a relationship with um, with Kevin, as a co-parent, she is accepted into the family. reason why I say that is because I take Randall's word as bond. Randall told her last episode, your family. Randall said it again, like something similar again, and was just like, you know, you're one of us. Nothing's required. Things like that. I'm sorry, if Randall said it, and if, if Randall said it, so be it. So be it, Madison's but part of the family. And, and you also said what more, sorry, Marquise, you also said what more can she do? She carried two children in her womb and she gave birth to them and stayed alive after birth. I think that break. there's nothing more <laughs> that she can do. But like, that's what I mean. Like, she's giving birth and and it's and it's, the, it's testament to the family that to show up for one another. I mean, that was the whole point of um, the episode to kind of dictate that they'll always be there for one another. Right, and mm. yeah, they and they showed up for they showed up for they showed up for Madison because of Kevin. They showed up they 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 more or less showed up for Kevin, and Madison was the reason was was the beneficiary of them showing up for him. As soon as he like they said that they're here until Kevin comes, and they're looking after her because they are they love Kevin. Am I making any sense? It's like yeah, yes, you know I mean? yes, and that's why I said when I first stated I think though i think she's gonna be brought in to the family again i think her definition of family is a little bit more complicated so i hope that they lean into the complicated nature of her personal family with this family and i wonder how that's gonna play into if she stays along with them or if it's like hey i'm gonna co-parent but then dip because i'm not sure how she's gonna build into that so that's just where i'm at yeah eden what do you think about Madison. Madison, yeah. Like, do you think she'll make it? Um, <laughs> is she part of the family? <laughs> um, I think you have to take stock of how peculiar the Pearson family are. Like, you're in hospital about to give birth, and your white husband's black boyfriend, fiance, black black black, uh, black, brother. black brother. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> black brother. <laughs> Black brother. (laughs) (laughs) Black brother calls you to support you whilst you're giving birth at the same time that the twin sister is giving birth no is about to receive an adopted baby from a surrogate mother like Mm -hmm. the pearson family is very very um eventful so (laughs) i don't I, i don't i don't know if Madison is going to be able to kind of fit into that slot. Everyone we've seen try to has had issues at some point. So Toby has had issues with um, what's been going on with all three of them and kind of how Kate handles some situations in the past and stuff. Beth kind of stays out of drama. I've kind of noticed like when it comes, when it came to Randall and Kevin fighting, she was just like, we need to leave Rebecca. We need to get out of here. Something's about to go down. All of these different types of things. So Madison and even Miguel, like Miguel doesn't get involved in any higgy hugger. He just minds his business and steals people's wives. And um, oh. like, oh, oh. So, so, sorry, 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 sorry. He met her years afterwards. I mean, met her again years afterwards. Okay. Anyway, go mm-hmm. ahead. Move out of mm-hmm. house if you. Of our house and someone moves back into it is it stealing the house from you? Mm. Alex are you equating women to objects 
I expected better from you. I'm equating the marriage. Do you know what? I expected so much more from the blue durag today, but you know. The marriage is done. But um. When it comes when it comes to Miguel and how he handles <laughs> this situation, by the way, I'm joking. Just <laughs> I was joking. I know Alex wasn't doing that. I'm not accusing him. Of that. But um, did he turn off his camera? Oh, <laughs> but, but um, yeah. So the way that the kind of spouses handle individual situations with the Pearsons is kind of to be avoidant. They don't really get involved. So I'm quite intrigued to see how Madison handles situations because in the past. Um, she has hasn't really navigated being in the family that well. Like if we look at the situation where they were all at the hospital, and Madison, I, I can't remember what happened, but I remember I remember feeling like she was really struggling, like she was she was causing a lot of issues, and then um, someone had to have a word with her. I can't remember, I think it was Kevin or something. I can't remember what was going on, um, and just like so many different instances, Kate didn't even like Madison to begin with. Um, mm. And they and the family doesn't really have friends like that, like they don't, mm. like they mm. they don't hang out with anyone. So I don't know. I don't know if she's going to be around for the long run. I don't really, if I'm being honest, care for her character. Um, I obviously don't want to see her character getting hurt or anything, but I just don't. I don't care for her. And um, small detail. I don't know if anybody picked it up, but she is not even included in the family group chat. But everybody else's. Oh, if yeah. anybody peeped, I said, Madison's not in that. Huh. Yeah, but, really? but to be fair. She's new. That's what I'm saying. She's. she's yeah, she's to be fair. <laughs> like, Toby's in the family group chat. He's, he's married to Kate. Group chat. And has a kid. He's married to Grandel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so. but again, she's not. I don't know if she's integrated to the family if she's not even in that group chat. They've been together like, like eight weeks. Five right. minutes. So like two seconds. So you, so you, so you could say so you can't. You gotta look at it and be like, like, what is it? okay? So they've been together what eight months, really and truly. And you're still like, not in the family like, group chat. Yeah, you're not in the family group chat. Yeah. To be Toby's honest, I'm sure Randall five, had her Toby's number. Been there to... five years. Like Beth's been all up in the family since like whenever what twenty odd years. Like come I'm on now. Just saying. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm shocked that Randall had her had her number to call because I don't remember the the first or last time Randall spoke to Madison. I and really can't I. remember them ever interacting. I was like, is this the first time these two have acted together? Can, but, I, can I also just say, and you guys are going to jump on me for this because I know you're Randall. No, stands I'm patient. Alex, strap yourself to your seat because I know you're not going to like this. Sterling K. Brown's acting when he was telling the story about Kevin was not good. It wasn't good. He was too much for me. Like his acting was a bit too eccentric over this story, and I was just a bit like, wh- "Why are we? What's with all this energy? I don't understand where all this energy is coming from." But um, yeah. So you're saying that Sterling K. Brown is a wait? Sorry. In I'm that scene, to... just in, in that, that scene. in that scene, in that scene, I'm struggling. I'm struggling to process all Disgusting. of this. <laughs> Either way, I no. actually, I actually thought that Madison's acting was bad in that scene. Actually, well, both so, can be true. So it w- I noticed bad acting for the first time in this episode, and I thought it was Madison, yeah, not Sterling. But Sterling was there, so now I'm like, can was we I blinded? can we be honest? This episode wasn't good. I'm gonna call a spade oh. a spade. 
It was oh, not no, a good no. episode. It wasn't the best episode of the season. No, no, no. it was not. It at was just all. satisfying. I think, like, to be honest, with the five plot lines, I think thematically, all they were trying to figure out is, like, what does connection look like for everybody overall? Hence the story about the I, well, the video mm-hmm. chatting. Like, mm-hmm. that's what the overall story was talking about. Like, what happens when you're connected to these people? What happens when you're not connected to these people? You have, because of the Rona, Toby's outside not being connected with his wife. This other mom is now no longer connected with her with her own daughter. Then you have Kevin who has to get reconnected with yeah. these people. And then Jack feels disconnected with his kids when they don't want to hang out with him. So the story overall, the theme was connection and mm-hmm. how do we stay in contact with each other. But mm-hmm. I think the execution, I do agree. This was like one of my least favorite episodes of This Is Us. Yep. Um, yep. But and, told me nothing. and also, told me nothing. Were, I would rather have a 90 minute episode. Yeah. There was nothing in the episode that I really. Like, obviously, we've been waiting for quite a few things to happen. But I just feel like it was really cheapened by a lot of things. Like, I, I feel like there were like scenes what? that were unnecessary. We didn't need the Uncle Nicky scene. I didn't, we didn't need that cameo. I didn't need for him to, Kevin to tell Uncle Nicky on that day. I didn't why? need. It was just like, uh, why couldn't you tell him next episode? Why could he? Just, also, I didn't be, care for the Jack and Rebecca story either. I yeah, that was like, what there. was the point it, in that? It wouldn't make it wouldn't make sense to to speak to Nikki the next episode because in the moment that's the point. That was the point, wasn't it? You don't. Yeah, because he, he named the child Nick. You know. No, but they would allude to it. Like I would, I would say, like imagine if Kevin went to go see Uncle Nicky and he was like, "Oh, I've had the kid now," and then Uncle Nicky's like, "Oh, what did you call it?" He's like, "Oh, Nick." that's the kind of interaction i would expect from them but to just throw all the characters into one episode for me was a bit like it's a bit too much like why did we need to see jack rebecca wait jack young rebecca miguel like literally every character was in this episode we saw young kevin like toddler kevin teenage kevin adult kevin all of them like all three of them and then we saw young jack young rebecca young miguel well no not young miguel miguel Nick, Nikki, sorry, everyone was in this episode, and I was just like, "What is going on?" And then we also had the st- with the storyline of um, uh, what was his name? Sorry, Nazir and Nizir. Esther. And that threw me because if I'm be- if I'm keeping a hundred, I thought that was um, Miguel's, Miguel's parents. Miguel's parents. I thought it was, <laughs> I I thought it was Miguel's he, parents because when he and when he but when he said, "Oh, Mike, the, the child," I was like, "Hold on." <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, I, I read at the end when yeah when they kind of like. But they, Mike they, and Miguel, they're linked names though. But um, I. Not Mike, Toby. Yeah, but <laughs> the linked names. The <laughs> translation going, is there. Going, Thank you very much. But the reason why, because I thought they were Miguel's parents yeah. as well. But then it was like 1963. That makes no sense. Miguel yeah, would have needed to be born before yeah. then. And mm. also Miguel's Puerto Rican. This woman is from Argentina. Yeah. Um, so I was like, oh, this is us going to tell us that Miguel's actually from Argentina and his dad's from India. So I was like, who the hell are these people? Yeah. But I didn't mind the Nisea, um storyline. That I was my favorite was actually, part, low key. Yeah, it, I thought it was actually really, really good storytelling, especially This Is Us contribute, um, like just actually highlighting what we are going through as people and i know yeah. the like you know the first ever episode that we had everyone was like oh we're not supposed to have realistic storylines yeah, i don't it, mind in re- in yeah like, that this is reality and um something that i read bef- um after watching the episode 
Dan Fogerman is Dan. Yeah, I think it was Dan Fogerman is having a child. Another one of the producers is pregnant at the moment, and Mandy Moore is heavily pregnant. So like the whole pregnancy thing and the whole like, oh my god, I'm not going to be connected to my family at such an emotional and pivotal point of my life was really really important. And I loved how they came across the storyline. They they apparently they just googled like oh like like what's the technology behind video calling i had no idea that the per like i never thought about the fact that somebody had to dedicate their life and research for us to be able to go through for us to do this video calling sending pictures imagine a pandemic without video calling imagine us having this pandemic in the 90s i don't think we would as humanity cope so like that's what made me emotional like i was proper thinking like video calling has made this so much more burial heck we're video calling each other now mm. like right now like we wouldn't be able to do that so i thought it was necessary to give i don't know props to a man that gave so much and his wife as well you know his wife for being supportive because behind every great man is a greater woman well <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> when she said, explain it to me like I'm four. I even said it out loud. I was like, explain it to me like I'm five. Because my guy was just talking, talking. He was like, syllables, yeah, bare syllables and, and, and all this. I was like, you know what? Like, he's jarring. And then when it explained it, I was like, okay. I can't, I get where it's going now. Because if you yeah. think about 1964 to 2020, mm-hmm. and you're One. still alive. Yeah. 21, yeah. Sorry. That is a long time. That's as that's as like, over fifty years. That's as long as most of our parents have been alive. Yeah, and he's still alive. <laughs> like, and yeah, know? he's still here. So it's like, yeah, um, it grounded it. It grounded it back in reality as well. Yeah, I think this episode yeah. was overall just planting a seed, planting the seeds for a lot of the second half of the season. To be honest, like I'm happy that they finally. Oh, we really do jump around like this. However, I am happy that. There was a finally acknowledgement of like, Miguel, how you get here? <laughs> oh my god, I was waiting. Yeah, I was gonna bring that up. I was just yeah. like, that was so nice to see. So I think they really planted a lot of seeds in terms of like what's gonna happen next for Kate because I still feel like I want to see how they either co-parent with the birth mother of Haley Rose. Oh, or what else? We'll get to that later. But let's think <laughs> to Miguel right now. That made I me was actually. <laughs> I was actually happy to see the Miguel and what's her face Rebecca um, portion happen. I didn't care about the Jack and Rebecca story though. Yeah, and I'm sorry. The next thing that needs to happen in This Is Us is Kate needs to go to therapy. Yep, she needs yes. to go because I can't. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> like you guys have your Just your your Kevin's thing, but Kate for me. I feel like there comes a point where you just need to do the work and mm. I just, I'm not seeing her do the work. So that yeah. needs to be the next thing. Yeah. It's one of the things um, that she definitely needs to do. But what I was going to say about Miguel and um, Rebecca, that was a very interesting thing. Cause it was so, as you said, it was, it, they really were dropping the seeds for the next part of the storyline. Because then she was like, we've never actually spoken about how you, related to Jack's death you know what I mean because and it was something that they that they avoided I was like okay so now we're getting into we're getting into like that space now the deep while, deep while she's lucid you know what I'm saying yes so, please and I, and I find that super interesting but um 
So you wait. So you guys didn't like the whole Jack and Rebecca um, storyline about them, about them losing losing connection with their with their kids as they grow older. So it's not that I didn't like it. It's just why was it there? It's like it's nice for you to tell this story and everything, but I feel like there wasn't a focus in the episode. Like usually there's a central theme in This Is Us, and it's usually focused around one event that's happening. But it was like there was the pregnancy and then there was Kevin trying to get there and then there was Randall trying to um, resolve his relationship with Kevin and then there was um, uh, Rebecca and Jack wondering if their kids are ever going to call them when they're older and all these different types of things. And then there's the storyline about how FaceTime was created. And I'm just like... No, no, I think it was... I think the central thing was the pregnancy and, and, and being connected together. And it's being and connected, how, and, and, even if you look and at... How, and, how they sh- and how they show up. Can you take your phone off the table? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just peed. it's just really, really, yeah. I'm going to... They um, called back, so keep going. All right, okay. Um, it's, how they, it's how they show up together, and it's the story of why they are... They show up for each other. Does it make any sense? Which is, which is what I kind of... Which is, again, I was, an, I was kind of thinking the same thing partway through. But then I was like, oh, well, how does this all connect up? And the main storyline is is the birth, but the but the birth that when nobody could be there, and it, and what happens when nobody's what happens when nobody's there? They go to the cabin and nobody's there, and then Miguel and Rebecca are still there and nobody's there. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Yeah, I think the Jack and um, Rebecca storyline in the cabin was like the least impactful <clears throat> um, part of the uh, part of the episode and remember we haven't had these five layered storylines in a really long time i don't know if we've had it in this season but we used to have this almost every episode and we were kind of used to it we've we've been working on like one person focused episodes for for almost eight episodes since september and it's been elongated many gaps so it's been a while since we've had this so I, i get why we're all not really taken to it that well but i think what the jack and rebecca storyline was meant to do was to show when you take for take for granted the connection that you have with people i remember that was what in the 90s and we didn't have much of the technology then so like it's showing rebecca taking for granted you know connection and then learning that through jack because he's the all great teacher and then it's being it being finalized and concluded in the painting um where it was separate blobs but then because of the damage the blobs connected so fast forward rebecca's like i promise to be always there for the kids i promise to always be connected jack's not here i'm letting him down so i think that's what that part of the storyline was meant to do but because so much was happening it was just the least impactful part of the episode and we've not experienced such an episode in a really long time so i didn't really mind it but i see why uh, some of you guys don't like it no you make great points you make great points toby yeah i completely agree we haven't had it in a while so maybe it's just because like when i say there wasn't a focus i'm thinking of the focus we had for the last three episodes where there was literally one storyline and maybe some background information behind why it was the focus but yeah you make you make some really good points Mm. actually um so yeah i guess i still didn't like the episode though so keep it 100 (laughs) can we talk about a really rattling moment for me for a second because i I was worried that someone was not going to get a happy moment like i wanted to know what was the oomph of the episode and the oomph was nasir that was the oh that's who that is 
but I wasn't really catching what Nasir, his relevance was until the end, obviously. So I was worried that the oomph of this episode was going to be that Ellie, the birth mother, was going to be like, yeah, I don't mm. want to give this baby up. Because I was like, mm? you want to hold who? My dad was cussing it, Kate. I was, kinda, I was like... I was hoping. Mm. I was hoping that was going to happen. Mm. I was like, what would I, I do in that situation? I'd be like, mm, that wasn't the agreement, sorry. Which is really mean in hindsight. But No, but like... <laughs> hold her afterwards. Like... <laughs> no, but like... You, I don't know. No, I haven't been in that. No, all right. I, I, okay, so I haven't been in the situation. I've never, mm. I've never been in that situation. Yeah. But if we've, if I'm thinking logically, completely logically, not emotionally whatsoever. If we made an agreement saying that this child is my child after it's born, and the first touch is the most important bonding moment for a mother and a child, and the baby's born, and you immediately say, "Can I hold her?" I'm gonna be like the baby. What the baby? The birth mother or the adopted yeah, mother? Yeah, the birth mother. And the birth mother, if the birth mother says, "Can I hold her?" Yeah, what, is it on? Yeah, because they had a conversation before Kate and the birth and the birth mother saying, "Give her to Kate when she is born." Mm-hmm. So now the baby is born. The birth mother's like, "Can I hold her?" Yeah, which Kate should have expected and allowed for. Which is why... But that wasn't their agreement. You've given So she wasn't prepared for that. I'm not going to be thinking logically about that. Like, like, there's a whole... A whole human has shifted this woman's cervix. Like, Mm. come out of her with a big old head. Yeah. And, like, and all of that stuff. All of the... The the nine months. The one night stand. The guilt. All of that stuff is going back to her. Yes. Look at the child. Mm. Now, if she said, I don't want to give the baby up, that's when that's when you start saying, now you've reneged on your kind of thing. But you have to at least yeah. give her that courtesy to at least mm. speak. Because what you, mm. as much as, because I was thinking about it and I was like, as much as Hayley, Hayley Rose is going to grow up and mm. be in a loving family with a brother and a dad and a mum and, and a big family as part of this, this new big three <laughs> um, <laughs> situation that she's going to be in, at least Kate can say, your birth mother loved you at the very least you know what i'm saying it's not like like you like there's that moment that she can at least if if she wants to ask about her birth mother or her birth her birth she can talk she can talk about it in that sense it's not just going to be like oh we just gave you uh, like randall had the whole couldn't didn't know his story at least she does in a sense yeah so I wait so. what do, yeah. Um, can i can i just ask a quick question sorry monkeys mm-hmm. what do you think i'm saying alex I think you're saying that she should have just handed her over and then hold her after Kate Kate held her. Yeah. So no, they so she would agree. still so she would still have the situation she where she would explain. Wait, let me explain. She would still have the situation where she would explain to the child that she is loved and everything has happened after Kate has had the chance to hold her. It'll be a filtered it'll be a filtered communication though. Cuz it'd be after. She'd sit there and be like do you know what I mean? She wanted in that moment to hold the baby she's just given birth to. I don't. I don't look at that as. I don't look at that as kind of going back on an agreement, in a sense. But it. Li- but it literally is. Because she said that in the hospital, because the because the nurse called her the mum, and she wanted to make it clear what the boundary was. Do you know what I mean? No, I understand. But this is prior to her actually having gone through the labour. 
So I'm at Stone, like, okay, cool, we'll see. In my head, I'm thinking, all right, cool. Let, let, I, I want to know whether she's going to like, go back and really be like, I don't want to give up this baby. So when she said, oh, can I hold her? I was like, oh, is this going to be a, a thing? But it's not something that I wouldn't understand. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I understand that for her to do that. If, now, if she, Kate was so, to be like, no, I want to hold her first, I'd have been like, I'd have been like, Kate, really? Like... You know exactly what it but, feels like to have gone through that stuff. So, like, you would know... Okay, I, I understand. I understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. And I think... I think... I know you're right emotionally. Like, I know you are right. It's just me thinking about the situation and empathising with Kate. Because I know that was a... That was a... Um, a moment where she herself looked quite paranoid. Mm-hmm. Like, for a second. She looked like, okay, is she going to backtrack on this? And obviously, like, emotions are high. You can't have the ideal situation. You're just going to have to accept things as they go and everything. So I understand what you're saying, Alex. Um, it's just for me, I don't think it was a smart decision. But I get the emotional side of it. So you would have said no. I want to hold her first. I wouldn't have said no, no. I wouldn't have said no, but I would have had to get over that for a bit. I would have had to sit with that feeling for a bit because like, when I say me, like this is going to sound wild, but I'm thinking of myself as a mother. I'm trying to think of myself as a mother. No, I understand. I understand. So like yeah. <laughs> Eden's a, a unisex name, but oh, yeah, like, <laughs> but um, like, and yeah. And if I, I'm getting ready to be someone's mother and the birth mother's just given birth. I'm so excited to have this child and I want to have this bonding moment where the first person that's going to be a consistent person in their life. I, I feel like I'm, I'm entitled, not entitled, but I should, I should be able to say, let me just hold it for two minutes. I hear you. But if, and that's why sorry, sorry carry on. but carry if on. the birth mother and that what happened 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 i would have been salty if i'm being honest to my emotions i would have been like okay that sucks i i i wanted that moment but at the same time i would have understood because literally you've 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 let this child out of your body so yeah i hear that's why i said that's why i brought it up because i found that moment very rattling because i put myself in the position in as kate first and i was like oh my gosh like we've literally for hours hours had this agreement we could have had this agreement for months even but for what we know from the start of the labor you know we've agreed that i'm going to as the adoptive mother i'm gonna hold the baby and then in the peak in the height of emotions at the height of the moment you're like i want to hold her i want to hold her that would rattle me i wouldn't say no but i would literally be so scared i would even feel insecure I'll feel insecure in that moment because it's like, you know that who holds the child first, mm. they they say like, it's just really important on who holds the child first. Um, I don't know if there's any scientific studies on it, but it's a very emotional thing. No, there is. There is, is it? Yeah, there, there we go. I can't remember what the actual reason for it is, but mm. like, as soon as a baby gives birth, you have to give it to the birth mother straight away. Mm. Um, but saying that, um, what was the point I was going to make? Um, I get, I get it's all ego, and that's what's rattling me the most. 
Like, that's what's rattling exactly it's, it's all ego and it's the fact that you feel entitled to something and that's not f- to a child which isn't fair i think that's oh i think yeah. it's complicated though to be honest like i think we talk about adoption and giving up a baby like that's difficult i think when you make mm-hmm. a pact with another family that's also difficult because now you're just like, I know exactly where my baby's going, but I'm mm. also nervous. Like, are they going to be in a good home? I know they, Kate's pretty decent sometimes. Um, she's pretty good. Sorry. I really try not to be a shady bone in my body sometimes and it just comes out. Uh, but I also think like we witnessed Kate kind of get nervous about that stuff too. Cause she was just like, Oh, Oh, okay. Like, yeah. Can you step out of the room for a little bit? And so even then, I think, because I was like, oh, damn, Kate, like, girl, I think this girl's going to have a connection with this baby. And later on, it's going to come back. Because I think still legally, like, once you give up a baby, I think you have, like, X amount of weeks before you can actually say, like, actually, I still want to take care of my child. And so you can actually rescind those rights um, as well, um, which is super interesting. I don't know if those laws are the same in the UK, but I know like that happens at least in the US when it comes to relieving alleviating your rights as a parent um but i i I was interested to kind of see how this would pan out um for the both of them in terms of kate's connection uh with the child as well because Haley rose is essentially like going to be the randall of the big three and so i wonder if randall's going to have a connection that's later thinking but um i am curious to kind of see like how Kate and Toby care for the baby because was it Toby that had he felt like he was disconnected to from, baby Jack from baby Jack mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I wonder if something may happen with that where maybe Haley Rose won't respond to Kate um, as much as Kate wants her to so I, I don't know I've just been interested to kind of see like where that goes in the future because I know that that's really like a big thing but I wonder how yeah. they're also going to experience like motherhood and potentially like still keeping um the birth birth mother in the picture potentially so mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but i don't know if they'll add another character that late late like that but i'm just kate's well, storyline I wonder they can add there. someone in and remove them they did it to zoe they did it to the vet lady um but do you know what they it, i think that moment reason why it's also rattling is because I think that an important conversation definitely needs to be had like on what it, on parenthood and what that means and you know are you still a parent if you you've given your child up for adoption um and also back in the day adopted mothers or teenage mothers back in the day couldn't even ever hold their babies like you'd give birth and they would literally take the baby out the room and you'll never see that child again so maybe a conversation because I've never given birth so I really can't you know make a make a comment and i've never tried to give up a child for adoption but maybe it's necessary as a birth mother to hold the child so you can actually have that act of giving the child away because we see that she did give the child to the nurse to then hand the child to kate um so maybe that is also a necessary step that you need to have like physically holding the child and then giving the child away might be really necessary but um which is why i found it rattling for both ellie and Ellie, Kate. I feel so bad for not remembering this girl's name. Thank you for naming her name because I was struggling. <laughs> say her name. I can say the birth mother. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, the other big moment in this episode before we round up Kevin and Randall, Kevin and Randall having 
Kevin seeing Randall, you know, stepping up. Kevin saying, I was on that plane and I was thinking, what would Randall do? I'm just a poor imitation of Randall. Um, but also Kevin thanking Randall, Kevin apologising to Randall, Randall apologising. And then realising they have so much catching up to do and a conversation to be had. But more so, it was the warmth. Eden, are you good? Oh, there's things that are fuzzing and just doing so. But yeah, go on. But yes, Toby, continue. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that. Like, what did you guys, how did you feel with the Kevin and Randall moment? That was a big moment for me, seeing them talk. My, I held my breath when he walked into the room and saw Randall there. Well, no, in the room, yeah. but not in the room. Technically, yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, is he going to be like, why is Randall here? Is he going to be like, thanks for showing up again, right? You know what I mean? Is he going to like really get out of pocket and stuff? And then when I saw, when I saw the kind of like the... I thought Randall was very much like, all right, Kev, you're here. We're going to go, da, 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 sort of thing. Like, it was, it was all very clear, like, this is kind of why we're here. This is why we're doing it. Um, and I thought that was a good start. Um, but I loved that scene. I loved the scene when when he spoke to Randall on the phone. Um, and, you know, and like he and he, he, Kevin apologised to Randall about what he said. And um, said, you know... And Randall's like, you know, being the being the bigger man or whatever. It's very much just like there'll be a time when we can sit down and have a talk about all of this stuff. It's just not today. But we're gonna, mm. gonna have it. And I was just like, and I was just thinking to myself, would I have said that? I don't know. But it was just really interesting to really think about it. You know. Even. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we can hear you. Um, and he's just been like we'll talk (laughs) we'll talk on we'll talk so I definitely did think of Alex um, when he said that. But with regards to the the conversation between Kevin and Randall, I think for me, it was a lesson in understanding that apologies can sometimes be more than words. And at the same time, how when you're when you actually care about someone and the relationship is something that you both want to preserve you sometimes realize that whatever you are holding on to isn't worth it in the end and that's what i saw between kevin and randall like kevin wanted to apologize for the longest time couldn't find the words didn't know what to say randall was going through a lot of resentment and hurt that he felt from the pearson family because of race and kind of um, feeling a lot of pressure um and he didn't really know how to approach kevin about the situation what brought them together was when they needed to be there for each other and i think that's a very beautiful lesson there are people 
like speaking anecdotally there are people in my life that um i would love to have a conversation with and say listen how about we just shake hands and either go separate ways or we try and figure out how we can make things work but um the reality of the situation is most of the time life works out and i think that's what we saw on screen i think randall and kevin realized life is so much bigger than whatever beef they had going on they just needed to get past it and i was i feel like it was a massive lesson for me i needed to see a scene like that to be honest i needed to see that forgiveness can be something that you you give yourself and also um you give to others without a need for an exchange so yeah Mm, i think kevin and randall is the biggest love story of this season mm. you know you have all these love stories and whatever but i think just kevin and randall and the way that they love on each other and their journey to healing i think has meant so much to so many people which is why when they had that conversation and randall said he literally said two words and i was like oh my god i, I, I this episode is gonna finish me he said you're my brother and reason why that got to me is because last episode he said to Madison, your family. And hearing those words from Randall, who is an adopted man and who's just come to terms with, the, you know, with the fact that his birth mother was alive and who he was. And he's found out so much more about who he is. And then he has to manage that in who he is as a person. Mm. For him, to, I just feel like Randall out of everyone in this show, more than Miguel, more than Toby, more than Beth, Randall understands the concept of family more than anyone. Um, there's so many layers that he's had to grasp. Um, so for when he says, you're family, you're my brother, it means so much, which is why I said Madison is here to stay because he said that Madison is family. But anyway, Randall and Kevin, they're... Re- until, until she doesn't want to be, okay? Until she ain't. <laughs> Mm. Mm, anyway we already discussed medicine i don't want to give her too much (laughs) oh my god but kevin and randall (laughs) oh my god (laughs) somebody mute him (laughs) but yeah i I just love seeing i just and also i couldn't i don't think i could have dealt with another episode of um reverend 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 oh that's their name That's their ship name, really? Revin. They're definitely Candle. They're definitely Candle. candle. Right. Can- yeah, that's candle? what I thought. I thought Candle too. Oh, okay, Candle. Mm. Okay, fine. Can- no, I said Revin. Revin, because that's what came out my mouth. My accident. brother's name is Revon. Fun fact. So you said Revin. I said that's what we used to. Marquis Devon. Wait, wait, wait. His name is Revon Devon. No, no, no. My older brother's name is Revon. Oh, okay. Yeah, my middle name's Davon. Oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. I was about to say. Ravon Davon. That doesn't beat my family. My sister's name is um, Tommy. Just one separate. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, growing up in the same house is confusing. We just went by our middle names. Okay. (laughs) My other sister's called Tolu. It's just, it's not. TTT. Not very. Yeah, TTT. And then my brother, he's not a T. So my parents weren't consistent. But... But yeah, Kevin and Randall, I just, I, I don't think I could have d- been able to deal with them just not being brothers and yeah, I, loving on each other it's, uh, just, anymore. It's interesting. Because um, r- pa- this past, like, while, you know, I was on my little retreat in Baltimore, 
me and my brother like reconnected a little bit. I, mm. I got three brothers though and a sister, so we out here. But um, my older brother, him and I were just in conversation with each other, and we were just talking about the meaning of family. And he's just like our one younger brother. His name's Wellington. He's the he's the yeah. We don't know. It, he's named after his dad, so <laughs> Wellington. <laughs> um, he. I just have to ask: Is this the West Indian side of your family? For what? Uh, well, we all we all have the same mom, but it's just oh okay, dads. yeah, 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 okay, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. So he I just takes wanted to his daddy side of the job. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> um, Sounded like a Jamaican name, um, but he's um, Bajan though. Um, yeah, but anyways, <laughs> that's why I said Miss Indian. I was trying to make a connection, but it wasn't there. It's okay. I'm we're sorry. Here. Carry on with your story. Um, no, but we were just talking about like our relationship to us getting older in terms of like brotherhood and like our relationships to each other and our obligations to each other as brothers and so there's Mm. part of it where my older brother's frustration has been like oh my little brother only come only comes to me when he needs something so the material things whether it's money a spot to stay any of these things and he's just like there gets to a point where like if you're not emotionally showing up for me i don't know how much i can necessarily reckon with this um, kind mm. of thing. So when Eden was talking, see, this is why Eden sometimes reminds me of like a sage or a guru or something. Oh, uh, don't don't guess me. Don't guess. Nah, me. nah, 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 nah. Because at least for me, I'll say for me, because you get to different points of the conversation that force people to think about genuine humanity. Um, mm-hmm. So for me, when you were talking about that, it made me wonder if I was, if I would have reacted to Kevin in the same way, if because my two little brothers they're half white, so I'm also just like. <laughs> That's a different like space that they occupy in some regard. So I'm sitting there, I'm just watching. I'm just like, I don't know if I would have like reckoned with that kind of thing in that moment. Cause I think I'm still just in a space. Like I'm thinking about Randall coming into his identity. I'm thinking about Randall having to navigate his blackness. I'm thinking about this exhaustion of having to teach these people that you grew up with about who you are now and reintroducing yourself. And again, Rando is much lighter, but I think for me personally in that moment, I tilted, I did a petty head tilt and was just like, would I have said that in that moment? I don't think so. Because I, for me anyways, I recognize my apology language would not just be a, I'm sorry. It'd have to be like a significant change in behavior. So I can trust you to not do that again. And so in that moment, in that conversation, I was happy for the both of them taking myself out of it. I was like, oh, this is very nice to see. Um, but I'm more interested. I I want to see what happens after the fact. I want to see what that uncomfortable conversation actually looks like. Because mm. I was like, oh, okay, Kevin Kevin does this. This is regular Kevin. I, okay, I just mistrust Kevin. I don't trust Kevin to be able to have proper follow through. That's what I'm getting at by the end of this <laughs> long stream of consciousness and thought. But overall, connecting it back to like the conversation with my older brother is like, how much... Are you able to take if the follow through is not there in terms of like one building out this emotional familial connection and then also when you bring race into it like that's very different you couldn't have been like that oblivious to it that growing up sir like and then also um just moving into it i am excited to kind of see like are we gonna witness i think we're right now we're witnessing the breaking down of kevin um and so i am interested once again so aside from the crutch metaphor now this foundation and building 
architect metaphor is now like where will Kevin start to build up from here and how messy is that going to be in terms of like that process of his active like he's actively growing and being intentional about this growth with this particular relationship what is that going to look like and will he be able to fully accept accountability for all of this or is he going to be like mm, but or mm, you know, we're brothers you know, or, you know you know what like it's it's about him now it's not about Randall mm-hmm. in this in, the, in this phase of stuff like when he said to what's his name again Madison when he said to Madison about um, how he's going to start acting and like you know, he doesn't want to be away in that sense. He doesn't want. It doesn't want. He wants to be present. He wants to be there. He wants to not be taken away from that stuff. It's kind of what we said last episode when it was like looking at him, kind of potentially starting up that architecture company or going into something where he starts building things and designing things that can grow and all this different stuff. So, in in that, I was thinking, okay, cool. He, it's not going. But that's not about. I don't feel like that's about Madison and I don't think that that's really about his kids. That is very much about him and about the phase in life that he is going into with the people that are a part of his life kind of benefiting from that phase that he's entering. And that will kind of, and that will happen. And I feel like that will happen with, with, with regards to Randall. Not so sure about his relationship with Kate. I feel like that that's kind of, over there, he might have to, he might end up pulling up Kate on some things, but um, I low key felt like they forgot about Kate this episode. <laughs> the brothers did at least, and I said, yeah, I was like, they, they didn't Kate. even mention Kate. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, but I thought about that for a second. I said, I just don't, yeah, I just don't think it's about, I just don't, yeah, I don't think it's about, I don't think any of this is about any anyone but Kevin at this stage. It doesn't need to be about Randall, Randall's okay, it doesn't need for that to be about him. So forgiveness is going to be needed on Kevin's part, not necessarily. He needs to he's, he needs to enter into a phase of being compassionate to himself now. Yeah, about, be con- about, okay. About I, got, I can get cho- that. About making the choices that he's made and the things that he's done and the kind of things that he hasn't. Which is why I don't think that he and Madison actually stay together, and I do think that there is a kind of uh, rekindling with who is this first girlfriend? Kimberly. Sophie, his wife. Sophie. A man said Kimberly. It was, a, it, was a, it was a stab in the dark. Like, Alex, you actually forget everyone's Kimberly? name, but Randall. Kimberly. <laughs> no one's been called Kimberly. It was a stab in the dark, you know. It was a, it was a yeah, Sophie, yeah. So it, that's why I think that there, will, there, there could be a rekindling of that because I don't, I genuinely don't think that there is a love that's strong enough for him and Madison to survive. I don't think there's a, I don't think there's a compatibility, nor do I think that there's a relational level. Yeah. It's obligatory. They have, both, they have they have both yeah. entered into a phase of their lives that they needed to enter into. What that means for longevity together, though, I'm not 100 sure. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I have no hope for their romantic relationship. I think there will be an, an amazing family set up, amazing co-parents, and maybe the show would go into what it is to be a family without the parents being together. Yeah, I also think back to when one of my friends won't say their name. Um, was talking about how some parents will say my children are my life and how that statement is a bit oh no Mm. my children are the love of my life or something like i can't remember what Mm. what he said but um (laughs) um so yeah he said my children basically i don't know 
when it comes to forgiveness, one thing that I've come to realize, and there's a great book on this, by the way, which is called, it's on my shelf somewhere. Um, Why can't you apologize? And what is Alex doing? But anyway. <laughs> I was drinking and I, and I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to disturb what you were saying. Uh, it's something called Why Can't, Why, I've got what it's called. Why Can't You Apologize? And um, I think in this stage, with apologies, you start to realize that the, lo- the harder you make it for you to forgive someone, the harder you kind of set the boundary for yourself to be compassionate to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like you can say, oh, this person didn't get my boundaries right or this person didn't get my apology language correct. But then when you mess up, you will then have to look at yourself and say, how can I expect to be forgiven so easily when I can't forgive other people as easily as well? And so in a situation with Randall and Kevin, I think what makes sense in terms of development is Randall no longer needs apologies because Randall's happiness isn't based on um, the kind of redemption of Kevin. And I think that's what Alex is basically saying. It's all about Kevin now. Kevin needs to get to a point where he is okay and compassionate to himself, to repeat what Alex said. Um, And guys, can I be honest? This is what pissed me off about kate's episode when she went to go find um mark that episode really bugged me and the reason it bugged me pardon sorry go on keep going eden oh the reason it bugged me is because in 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 the psychology space from what i've read a lot of the times they say when someone hurts you, that is nothing to do with you. But when it comes to your own healing, that is everything to do with you. And so when I see an episode and it's 17 years later and Kate, Kate's life is still determined on this experience that she experienced when she was younger, which was a horrible experience. We can say that and we can kind of um, understand why she felt the need to go back. But then to go and travel to this person's state and have a conversation with them, I just think to myself, well, how is this healing you? Mm. Like how, like you went to another state to tell someone else that they were a disease. And, and, Mm. and that is, that's healing for you. So, when it like I'm, I'm using that example because looking at kevin and randall's relationship they were both able to move past the situation and anyone listening to this i'm not saying that um in those types of situation abusive situations that you should just forget the past and like not try to heal or anything like that but i'm just thinking i i, I need to see some improvement from kate like we've said we haven't seen any improvement in the way that she handles her relationship with Toby um, and there's still a lot of insecurity around a lot of things she did handle the situation with um, what's, the, what's the, the pregnant woman's name again Ellie Kelly Ellie oh, Ellie. Ellie oh Ellie so she handled the situation with Ellie well um, and she was sensitive to her emotions and everything but I don't know. I, I've seen Kevin grow and I know people don't want to admit that, but there is growth. It hasn't been like a, a massive thing, but there's been growth there. We've seen Randall blossom. Kate <laughs> needs to do something because it's enough. 
like is actually enough um but yeah that's what I want maybe to. that's something that we'll see that's a really really good points maybe that's something we'll finally see from kate in the coming episodes and that's a prediction i would throw out that kate's gonna kate is in a position where she has to grow like she's gonna be a mother of two right um toby's probably gonna go out to work well was working from home but anyway um she's a mother of two and her second child is an adopted child like i think if anything's gonna make her grow it better be that well, like i'm begging her first child I'm is begging. blind as well so oh yes of course baby jack is blind that has no, i don't think that's been mentioned for yeah a while so she has to grow she because you know there's this meme i think i sent it to alex where it it basically it's like these two parents pushing a, a child and the parents are like you go to therapy you first and the child is like oh well i guess how I feel <laughs> i'm gonna be the one that ends up going therapy for for you lot and therapists always say that people are in therapy for like half the time for your because your parents didn't go I don't need. I don't want Jack and Haley to have to go to therapy because of, you know, their parent and their grandparents. Um, if they wanted to go th- to therapy, is before for their own reasons. Um, so I. That's my prediction, or maybe my desire, that we see Kate grow because she's been put in a position where she has to grow. Mm. Yeah, and also she needs to stop. She needs to stop looking at the past as a reason for her current situation. Like, and when I say that, I'm not just referring to her past relationship. I'm talking about um, Jack's death and, um, like, just some of the things that she's been through. Like, there, there comes a point where you have to take the reins for your life. And I think Randall is only just doing it as well. Like, Kevin is only just doing it as well. And this is why, like, two episodes ago, I was like, they're in their 40s and they're they're doing the work now like it's it's not easy at all like they've had to go through all this trauma and suffer but i would just really love to see kate um embrace herself more and i want to see some kind of some kind of transformation Mm. yeah what other predictions do you guys have sorry marquise yeah i think because i feel like kate's complicated she irks me. Like, her and Kevin are, like, my least favorite characters. But um, I think about, like... I think about, like, her and Kevin's relationship specifically, though. I think now... I, I, I saw growth in her in the beginning of the season where she actually approached Kevin and was like, you need to talk to Randall. And she's actually making an active effort to be like, oh, what has happened now? Is it coming off very, like, white woman, liberal kind of thing? Like, Randall, I wish I would have known. Girl, yes. <laughs> but... I think it is interesting because I don't know. I think Kate needs independent time away from all of them. Like, to be completely honest, because she's always shown up for Kevin specifically. Um, She separates herself from her mom a little bit because of her insecurity from her mom. But I don't know. I'm like, does Kate have to reckon with her own guilt so she can actually build out these extra relationships moving forward? Because at the end of the day, she still holds, I guess technically they all do, but I still feel like she holds these people to these impossible standards um, that are well, never going to be met in some regard. That's uh, interesting. And, I, and I, Yeah, and I only think she holds them to these impossible standards because of, one, her guilt surrounding Jack's death. 
and I don't know, I don't remember, at least I don't, I'm not rec- remembering any season where, like, she actively talked through that guilt besides the flashbacks. So I'm, no. that's kind of, like, where I'm at is just, like, I feel like either she's going to stay stunted, and this is why potentially her and Toby are not together in the future. Um, and I think that's also just, like, a very realistic thing. I think people just are on their journeys at different times. But I think overall, I think we're going to see, I guess, prediction-wise, um, I think moving forward, we're going to see the messy acknowledgement of how Kevin and Randall's relationship went. Um, also, I missed I missed the Black Pearson girls. I missed the kids. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been missing them in these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I also think we're gonna get like the Miguel storyline, obviously. But overall, I I am hoping that um, Kate has a certain level of growth. I'm interested to see where Toby's gonna end up, though. To be honest, because I still feel like it's like a I don't know, like a tipping, ticking thing between those two. Um, but yeah, that's just kind of kind of where I'm at. I'm I'm interested to see where it goes, but. Yeah, overall, though, I'm proud of Kevin and his growth. Um, and I'm excited to see, like, where that will take him. Sorry, I couldn't hear anything for a second. Um, Alex, your predictions. Something's going to happen to Madison. I can feel it in my blood. I can feel it in my bones and my toes. Something's going to happen. Um, I just think um, what, for next episode we're talking. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Obviously, I haven't seen the trailer yet, but I have no idea. I have no idea. I feel like we've completed a cycle of something. Something yes. new will begin mm-hmm. next yeah. episode. Because um, yeah. this is what we were leading up to was the birth of these babies. So now it's like, well, I have no idea what to expect next. Um, mm. So I have no idea, other than the wide, the wide-reaching predictions of Madison not making it, Kate and Toby splitting up, um, and obviously and Rebecca and the Rebecca and Miguel um, conversation happening. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And mm. I, I'm readily awaiting the next, uh, the next episode. Yeah. I think the obvious thing would be seeing how they deal with newborns, probably a flashback. Um, I have seen the trailer, so we do... I don't know. Do you guys want to know what the trailer is? Yeah, I saw is? the trailer. We'll have a look. Do you want to see the... Oh, okay. Go on. Okay. Go on. Continue. But, yeah, no, the trailer basically does show how jack deals with having three (laughs) newborn children um and i think maybe they'll paint jack judging from the trailer you jack will stop being romanticized and i we're gonna finally get back into the jack storyline because like i said last week like there wasn't a focus on jack so much and i think maybe they'll bring jack back into things but yeah did everyone give their predictions eden eden should we get eden's uh, sorry, guys, I'm switching between devices. We can't hear you, Aiden. Sorry, I'm switching between devices okay. and everything. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> so, I was going to say, with Jack, in this episode, I feel like we saw that he actually has quite 
a short temper. Like um, in the scene where Rebecca said something about the paintings and he kind of like stormed out and he was angry and he's like, I just need to take a, a deep breath. And then we saw what happened with Kevin's coach and Jack and everything. This is why mm-hmm. I'm saying we need to remember to come back to the, the human parts of these characters because mm. they're innately flawed. Like this whole Kevin Pearson is perfect thing is exhausting to watch because nobody is so like looking at the situation of um jack and like him always being the hero who comes to save the day and never getting anything wrong never missing events all of these things and then his children feeling the same way i just don't i think that's going to come crashing down eventually where i think it's please do it's the reason I've actually started to dislike Jack's character, yeah. I'm not going to lie. The writers actually made me dislike Jack in that regard. Sorry to interrupt. But no, yes. it's fine. It's fine. Where I think they're actually going to go in the next... Wait, how many episodes are left? Oh, I have no... I don't know. Oh, I, thought I, it was like I, a... I don't know if they know. Oh, okay. Well, where yeah. I think they're going... <laughs> I, think overall... I, think there's around 20, I think there's around 20 for this season. Oh, wow. 18, 18 to 20, so there's like at oh, least what, literally halfway through. I think Miguel is next. When Rebecca said... To die? No, not to die, not to die. Not to oh, die. sorry. <laughs> to get their story told. To get their story told. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bruh. Um, <laughs> but um, when, when Rebecca alluded to the fact that he deals with Jack's death in his own independent way, I, I feel like there's going to be a bit of a backstory to explain how he dealt with Jack's death and kind of investigate what he was going through when he found out that Jack died and Rebecca needed support and his own family situation was all higgy and his children were haters and um, it got really complicated. But I think they're going to try and go like back back to when Jack was alive and Miguel and Jack were together. I have a feeling, I don't know if it's really happened, but Jack made Miguel promise to look after um, yeah. Rebecca did that happen already was, yeah to promise to look after the family and he, he was doing like a will or something and he was like Jack this is silly he was like no I'm being serious like if anything was ever to happen to me promise me you would look after my family mm. yeah. yeah so I don't want that to be the obligation behind why he married Rebecca because that's not it's not good it wouldn't be but at the same time I'm intrigued to see how they got past that barrier because for me, like I know I say it, but it's just wild. It's just <laughs> wild. Like I have to use the example. If Alex got married to someone, yeah. Actually, let me not use the, let me not use Alex. If someone I know got married to someone and then they passed, why am I marrying their wife? <laughs> because really and truly, I can drive to your house, so I don't understand why I need to be in your house and paying rent. So, like you can't. That's it, man. You're trying to think. You're trying to think away love. Oh, so you're, Alex, you're saying a, you're giving me the green light if, like, you know, you, is that what I'm you're saying? Like, oh. Situation. In this oh. Situation. Okay. Cool. Like, of this person that I don't. I don't. This person yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I agree. Exist. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. no one's there. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. Like, ultimately, that's down to your <laughs> conscience. Yeah. yeah that's down yeah. to your own conscience. No, no, I, I feel you. I feel you. But all I'm saying to any of my any of my mandem listening to this podcast, that ain't happening. You don't want your wife to be happy? Huh? 
You don't want your wife to be happy. Of course. But why does it have to well, be then, with... It might be with you. It might be with one of your friends. I love how you didn't say me. I, I, well done. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Well done. But for me, it's just something that I don't uh, see necessary. You can look after my family without marrying my wife. You, re- you really can. In theory. I feel like we'll, yes. in, we'll, get, we'll, we'll finally understand what happened. But what we do know is that Miguel looked after the Pearson family for maybe like two, three years, maybe. Completely lost contact with Rebecca now they're middle-aged people find each other on Facebook and we don't know what happened in between we got a clue this week that they were they either got married in Puerto Rico or had their honeymoon in Puerto Rico um which is interesting because Miguel's from Puerto Rico but um we don't we honestly don't know and I feel like the writers will definitely throw us a spanner in the works and we'll be like oh my god Miguel was just like there was nothing wrong with what he did I don't know I don't know. But I feel like we have to round up um, very soon. Any final words, anybody? Um, um, shout out to Rose and that story between the old couple. I was oh, saying, yeah, that's cute. Yeah. She said, badass Rose is coming out. And mm. I, I, that's, that's the part that made me really smile. Because I said, that's a very real thing. And I get that. And I was happy to see that she did it. Normally, a birth symbolizes a death is coming, but she still survived. So I was happy that they didn't go with that typical trope, and it was just a feel good by the end of it with the pigs. So yes, uh, since someone's gonna die, it feels like yeah. that was a good story. Yeah. But I don't know. Would you have moved? Would you have moved? To, would you have moved to a car? Nah, I would have been mad as shit. I would have been mad as shit. But I'm superstitious. I don't even like. Split, I don't even like splitting poles. So I'm just like, don't brujaria. I don't want it. So same <laughs> So I'm yeah. I'm very traditional. I used to never go to sleep without telling my mom. Love you, good night, and give her a kiss. I'm yeah. real superstitious about that shit. Like, do you break a pattern? Something's gonna switch. Don't yeah. like it. Yeah. I would have moved my car just because of the shame. <laughs> so nobody could say that I didn't move for <laughs> grieving, man. <laughs> just the shame. So they, so they don't say that they didn't born me well. Mm. <laughs> 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 yeah, we'll that's that's my final that's my final word on the episode. I did like the Rose character. Um, and the Rose storyline actually and it it really touched me especially with um, it reminded us that people are dying of the coronavirus and this pandemic and as someone who has lost someone from the the virus this year it just really touched me to see the inclusion of that like okay yeah the virus is going on everyone's wearing a mask but people are actually passing away Mm. from the virus and then to see her be like I'm going home that actually really touched me so that was beautiful yeah that was beautiful very much so the pig storyline was very funny as well. And <laughs> I just love, I love how they kind of um, describe love and how they kind of portray it as well as this unity between like two people who have this thing that no one else seems to understand. Like, um, not to be cheesy, I can relate to that in the past, but um, I think, I, I just think it was great. I think the episode wasn't my favorite. It needed a lot of direction in my opinion. I didn't really... Everything filler. felt rushed. It was a filler yeah. episode, it feels like. It was, yeah. like. it was one of them bridges that we needed a double bill of. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it was definitely rushed. Episodes. Yeah. Um, that's all I have to say, really. Uh, other than that, I'm looking forward to... Is it next week? Are they back next week or are they taking four weeks holiday? Hopefully. I haven't heard, heard anything about them taking their leave. long break. I would... Ugh, listen, I'll send Marquis to drive over there and be like... <laughs> 
you guys need to work. <laughs> now, Marquise okay. just needs the green screen in the background and the bandana. He just needs to tell them <laughs> to send the episode. You have, you have Hello, 24 I... hours to drop this. You have 24 hours. I'm serious. Full circle. <laughs> oh, my God. Alex, did you give your predictions? Before we round up, you did. Okay. All right. So I have been Toby Rachel, the host of the Yellow Cop podcast, and a Kevin Pearson stand member who sits at the back in the corner and doesn't want to be identified. You know what? And I'm sitting right next to Toby, your boy Marquise Davon <laughs> on all social media. Um, standing right next to Toby in the corner, side eyeing just in case, because you know we, I still feel like I'm being a hater and praying on his downfall. But I am proud of Kevin, and I'm proud to see. I'm happy to see growth actually happen. Though I talk all the shit, I am genuinely happy to see like this character develop a little bit more. Other than that, you can catch me on the Rational Anger Podcast and the Dear Reading Podcast. I'm in the Twitter streets. Peace. I've been Alex. I'm host of Time to Talk with Alex Holmes. And I stand with the TSA woman who was basically just trying to feed her family and, and, and pay her bills that day when this man arrived and tried to give her the monologue that she just didn't need in that moment. And she referred <laughs> him to her manager. So thank you so much for you. I stand there with you in the airport. Just you just trying to get your job. You go, you, you go black woman, do your thing. Um, and I'm Eden from Don't Let The Stands. I'm outside the dance room, minding my business at home, reading my books and just chilling. You know, that's Outside me. the dance room. Outside the dance room. <laughs> okay, Missy Elliot. <laughs> I don't know why that reminds me of Missy Elliot. <laughs> Mary J. Oh, I fully meant Mary... Oh, God, I'm tired. <laughs> I, know, I, I know my black women. Oh, Missy Elliot, you know. I really meant Mary J. Oh, God. Well, anyways, guys. Bye. Bye.